Thanks for tuning in to McNamara on Money, a podcast about all things financial. On this podcast, we talk about investments and investment performance. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's not the case with callers we may speak to on this show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Listeners to this podcast should consult their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions we might make. McNamara on Money is heard on six continents and in more than 50 countries worldwide. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Guy Ziriak of Northeast Brokerage this morning. How are you doing, Guy? I'm outstanding, Justin. It's great to be back on the show. Yes, great. This is your second second appearance in, I think, relatively few months here. So we've been we've been very happy to have you. This time around, I it was the three of us, Alyssa, you and I last time, and I figured I figured we'd give her the day off and also allow me to get a word in edgewise, Guy, because the right two of you me. together, I'm not even sure, I'm not even sure I People noticed I was there last time around. So yeah, man, we, we definitely got into a loop, me and her. Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, here we go. We're going to be talking long-term care insurance. So long-term care and long-term care hybrids today, which I think is, it's been a, it's, let's put it this way. I think the industry has had its ups and downs. I'm not sure how back, how far back into the insurance industry you go, Guy. Have you been there your whole career or what's, when did yep. you get started? Uh, I, um, I got my license, my insurance license back in 98. Okay. So yeah, I've I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of the industry. Yeah, yeah, it's been I, yeah. Talk about a roller coaster. So I I came in the business in two thousand and two, and I did do some long term care, and I think that was you know, we'll call those the good old days, right? It mm. was a great a lot of a cheap policy for a, a substantial benefit. And then we went through the, we found out that there were some pricing issues in the long-term care industry and it's gotten a bad rap over the years as people have gotten those in price increases in some cases, like every year for the older policies, but that's neither here nor there. So we're going to talk about where, where the industry is now. We're I think we'll start with an overview of long-term care insurance, and then we'll go into kind of what's been happening lately. And I would say that the industry is in a, in a better place now. I think most people would agree on that one, but it took us a while to get there and, and, but again, it's 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 a newer product in the insurance industry, right? Even what twenty thirty years is is relatively young as far as as far as by insurance product. standards, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> so let's let's get into it. So sure. maybe we should we start with the very basics. What is long term care insurance coverage? Maybe what what is it? cover and what does it not cover? I think that's probably an important point to start. Okay. Uh, yeah. To start long-term care insurance is it's insurance that is designed to financially protect you when from, from the consequences of when you can no longer take care of yourself, right? The, the way that they, the way they judge that from a claims perspective is something called the activities of daily living, for example, if you can't complete two of the activities of daily living, then you're considered to to need long-term care. Yep. The ADLs are bathing, dressing, toileting, transferring, which is transferring is like getting out of bed or yep. out of the chair, eating and continence. So if you're unable to do two of those, odds are you, you need some significant help in your daily life. And yep. That help is really expensive, even if you can have people come to your home 
That's the least expensive way. The yeah. next level of needing care is or depending be- on how long those people are there. Right. Yeah. Sure. We, should, we should mention there's going to be a lot. There will be ranges on all of this stuff. Part of, I think, what makes the the product and kind of the process of, of shopping for it so difficult is you have these like very wide outcomes of some people say, oh, my dad lived until he was 96 and had a, and he was fine and had a heart attack and he was dead the next day. And then the other end of the extreme is we'll call it dementia. Time. Someone She's, gets dementia in their 60s. She was in. Yeah. And she was in a nursing home for 20 years. Right. There's very broad outcomes to this whole thing, which makes it which does make it very makes it a difficult conversation. But we're going to do our best to we'll throw out some averages. But during the conversation, just everyone keep in mind, it's very individualized experience. Obviously, I cut you off there. I, I will no just want to yeah. jump in and say. This used to be called nursing home insurance, right? So if you, that's a, probably hopefully an old term because it doesn't, uh, really doesn't apply. But I think early products did exclude home care, right? And it was just yeah. for institutionalized care. Um, that really doesn't exist any longer, but that term probably might still mean something to some people, right? Sure. Like the policies that came out in the eighties were specifically designed, uh, for nursing home care. Yeah. Right? That was the most expensive part of a long-term care service. The assisted living in general is less expensive than a, than a full facility. So yeah, the, and it's really, the coverage has really evolved since then to almost keep people out of those facilities because one consumers don't want to go. Nobody wants to think about a situation where you're sick and you're not going to get better. Right. That's it's, I, I, You know, I do insurance all day, every day, and life insurance is a lot easier to talk about than long-term care. People can handle the concept of death, but they can't handle, or they have a hard time discussing being sick for a long time. Yeah. So what these, what these insurance companies did is, okay, we're going to design these policies to give people the option to stay home. And so you could actually add a rider on some of these policies when I was getting started in the nineties that would say, do you want home care? And yeah. And for a little bit extra, they would be, they would be given home care coverage and it was good until they real, until the industry realized that they had priced it completely incorrectly. (laughs) And there's good reason there's, since that time, they, they priced it incorrectly because there was a number of different factors at the time, right? There was interest yeah. rates. They, they thought we're going to remain at a higher level and they plummeted for the next 20 plus years. That's right. Because uh, and, it, and yeah, were, insurance companies are investing those premiums and need to save it for the future, right? Yep. Yeah. And there was also uh, attrition rates. They Originally, most companies were assuming about a 5% attrition, meaning people would get rid of their policies because they didn't want to pay for it anymore. Yeah. The reality was that the attrition rate on these policies was less than 1%. Yeah. I think they used, so yeah, they, they used uh, life insurance numbers, I think, right? Because it was, again, it was Paul, a brand new service. So they had to use something and they priced it very incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. And, and as a result, a lot of companies in the mid 2000s, early 2010s, we're exiting the industry. Yeah. They to the point where in the state of Massachusetts, there was only for a while, there was only one traditional long term care carrier. Yeah. And but that has changed and it's changed significantly over the last decade there with more people requiring long term health care with the the aging baby boom population. Yeah. There's been a 
sparked a whole new interest in covering all these expenses, both at the insurance company level and also at the state level, where now we're seeing more and more states are talking about long-term care insurance through the state. Which, again, okay. that, that might be a whole nother show. I might have opened a can of worms on your show. <laughs> yeah. buddy, but, uh, I hadn't even heard of that. That's, that's news to me. Yeah, I, I, we, I did want to get into I know that there have been incentives put in place. I and mean, I, I assume that we can talk some tax incentives later in the show. But since you brought it up, the I think state and federal governments, they do have an incentive to have people covered using the insurance product because the, the backup, it really is, it's Medicaid, right? So you, if yeah. you, a lot of people think that Medicare, Medicaid will pay for long-term, long-term care, they will, right? But only other, under the extreme circumstance of you don't have, essentially don't have any money left, right? So right. that's where- All of your assets in order to qualify for Medicaid. Right. And it's Medicaid that covers it. Medicare- will cover time in a rehab facility. Right. So a lot of people will be in rehab facilities before they require nursing home care. Right. So that, and, and that, that can sometimes help with certain policy deductibles, but, and again, I'm probably getting ahead of myself with that, but it is definitely Medicaid that picks up the long-term care expenses and they will do that once you have spent down all of your assets. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we, I won't get I, off the top of my head. I don't actually know what those limits are. I know we could. That's probably a different show and, and kind of a Medicaid planning show. So sure. I think the yeah. important thing for most folks to remember is that Medicare does essentially doesn't pay for long term care costs. Medicaid does, but you have to qualify for it. There are a few different ways you can you can be you can actually spend down all your money. Or if you do some very advanced planning, you may be able to make yourself look artificially poor in order to qualify. But again, that's not that's. Uh, for a different show, yeah. I think. Yeah, and it, well, it, that has its own set of challenges. And for some people, that's right. absolutely the right strategy. Yeah. But for other folks, long-term care insurance may be the right way to go. There's a lot of, yeah, there, there are a lot of decision points that you can do. And, and there's a lot of trade-offs, right? Should I should I give away my money to my kids in advance? And, and that way I can qualify for Medicaid. That may that may work very well. Uh, also, it may uh, decrease your, flex, your financial flexibility. And then it's harder to do something you may want to do later in life, whether it's move or you name it. So there's a lot of trade-offs. Again, I don't think we should get too deep into Medicaid planning because that's a again, that's yeah, probably right. its own. That is a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah, but are there so are there incentives? Let's talk incentives. If that that sort of the maybe the state or the federal government has put in place to purchase long term care because I know every the, the government would love it if everyone had a long term care insurance policy because that would take a lot of the burden off of the Medicaid system. Is there stuff in place to incentivize folks? There is. There, you can deduct depending on your age. You can deduct a portion of your long term care insurance premiums. For example, and I, off the top of my head, I know the range if you're from 61 to age 70, yep. uh, you can deduct $4,770 of your long-term care insurance premium per policy, right? So if you have a married couple, you're yep. looking at almost a $9,000 tax deduction to buy something that you're probably going to need anyway. Okay. Is to, that, to and bring, that, yeah, that's I think that's subject to the seven and a half percent, right? The yeah, so you have to be deducted, you have to itemize and it has to be lumped in with all your other medical costs and, and exceed seven and a half. Seven and a half percent of your AGI. Yeah. So I guess yeah, the potentially deductible 
on the personal side, right? For a per- and this is just mm-hmm. a personal policy if you purchase it, not through a business and anything. And I know we'll, Correct. I'm, I'm sure the next thing you're going to say is, is that, that a business owner may be able to buy a policy for themselves as well. Yeah. yeah especially if that business owner owns a C-Corp, they yep. can pretty much deduct the whole thing. Okay. If, if your business is structured as a C-Corp you know, with obviously limitations, I'm not an accountant. Um, but yeah, the, and the, the, there are other incentives for business owners to deduct their long-term care premiums as well. For, even if you're not organized as a C-Corp, but yeah, this, if you're organized as a C-Corp, it's very, it's a very good deal for, uh, for you to buy long-term care coverage. Okay. Yeah. And- do, do you know, does the state of Massachusetts, so when I was uh, in this business, does the state of Massachusetts still, is your home still protected if you buy a minimum amount of long-term care insurance coverage? Does that still exist? That does. It. They, you will begin, once your policy is exhausted, there's a dollar for dollar workout of Medicaid versus what comes from your assets in okay. addition to saving for the house. So for every, um, <clears throat> So, yeah, Medicaid kicks in before your assets are spent down if you have a qualified long-term care policy in the state of Massachusetts. Okay. Do you know what the qualifications are off the top of your head? For, uh, yeah, for it to be, it's it needs to be t- what's called a tax-qualified policy. Okay. And there are, there are a number of, it has to cover, there's a number of listings that it has to cover. Off the top of my head, I know one of them obviously has to be facility care yeah. and the life care. And th- there are a few other, I, I could look it up, but yeah. uh, there's a few, there's a few other requirements. Yeah. So, so are, you know, in Massachusetts, and I know you, you practice in both New Hampshire and Massachusetts, but if for Massachusetts, right, the Medicaid system, they can reimburse themselves from your assets, right? So that's, I think the yeah. the concern is, oh, oh, I'll just, I'm, I'm just going to be, I, I don't have any money, uh, but I may have a house. They're not going to kick me out of my house, but they may place a lien on your home or your assets. Yeah. And essentially the state can reimburse itself from your assets after you pass away, which again is something that a lot of folks don't want, right? A lot of folks, exactly. you know, their largest asset may be their home. And a lot, that's what they're planning on passing along to kids a lot of time yeah. as, the, as the, the main part of an inheritance, which a lot of folks, frankly, would like to do uh, for their children. Again, yeah. Yeah, this in at least in Massachusetts here, we do have some some motivation from the state to try to have folks purchase those policies and you get some extra protections for your assets. Right. Yep. The the state, the state governments and, and the federal government as well, they, they like you said earlier, they love when people have a long term care insurance policy. Because Medicaid is a program that's managed by the state. And in most cases, at least partially funded by the federal government. So if you have long term care insurance, you're saving them money. So there's a lot of different tax incentives and Medicaid incentives as well. If one great incentive is that all your long term care benefits are paid to you tax free. Yeah. So even if you're taking a tax deduction, the benefits are coming tax free. So that is that's a nice little benefit because. The last thing you need is when you're trying to pay for this giant expense. Yeah. Is the, the IRS to take a bite? Yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah can, which can be different from disability. I'm not sure how many, maybe most people's point of reference isn't a disability insurance policy. So I'll skip over that one. But yeah, I think it's so I would like to move on maybe to, I guess, maybe the pricing piece of it, right? Let's talk before you get to the actual how much it costs and and Mm -hmm. maybe we should go through a little bit more of the history as well 
underwriting and ages at when it's uh, most appropriate to purchase it, right? This isn't really, I'm, I'm mid forties. It's not super high on my to-do list to think about long-term care insurance because I got, I got three kids and I'm driving around all day. And uh, hopefully for me, a nursing home is a long ways away. So let's talk a bit about when people buy it, maybe the underwriting process and, and maybe some advice on that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So really there's three major kind of ways policies are being presented to the public right now. You have the traditional policy, which is you pay a monthly premium and you have a long-term care benefit. And now the thing about long-term care insurance is it can be confusing because there are lots of different There are lots of different features on the policy that, depending on your age and financial situation, you may or may not need. And these features, for example, inflation protection, how long you want to your policy to last. Do you want it to last for three years? Do you want to buy it for six years? And uh, how much your policy actually pays? I'm a big believer that something is better than nothing. Just right. because a long-term care insurance policy that would cover everything is really expensive doesn't mean that it wouldn't make sense to cover half of that expense and, in effect, stretch your assets out. So now, yeah, just produce- briefly, uh, yeah, just so yeah. you can just you touched on that one overview. You can buy. Long-term care insurance can be exceptionally, it can be very affordable or it can be exceptionally expensive because you're essentially just buying a benefit, right? So you're, you could say, I want to buy, I'll use an extreme example. I'm not even sure this would work. I want a hundred dollars a day in care coverage for a year, right? That's not a lot from a, a that's not a lot of money. And therefore it it would be that, that particular policy, if indeed it would be exist and be legal, wouldn't be all that expensive. Whereas you might say, I want 500 dollars a day in coverage because that's five hundred dollars a day is not out of the realm of possibility as far as care goes and i want to inf- i want inflation adjustment on that because i'm going to buy it when i'm 65 and and i may not eat until i'm 85 and i want lifetime coverage which again i'm not sure uh, exists anymore either but we can talk about it those. does exist okay but, but it is you're gonna pay for yeah, it yeah yeah and so you can it's like buying a car right you, you can't just say how much does a car costs right because there's a giant range and so long-term care is the same way there are in which I think, again, it makes for us planners, it makes it a little difficult because you have the how much coverage do you want and then how healthy you are. Right. So all insurance companies, right, whether whether it's we're talking about life, they're going to look at the odds of a claim being put in and they're going to price the product appropriately from there, too. Right. So that's a, there's all kinds of stuff that goes into the pricing on this and it makes makes it a little complicated. Sure. In a lot of cases with long term care, there is there are fewer levels than there are with a life insurance policy. As a matter of fact, with some carriers, it's either like a pass fail. You're either approved and everybody more or less gets the same rate. Is this, or, this is long-term care? This is long-term care. Okay. Okay. Or you're not approved. And now there are several other smaller companies that will um that will have one or two levels, except for exceptional health. By and large, it's a pass fail type of thing. So yeah, and, and if you were to Typically, when most people and this isn't exactly the ideal time to buy it, but this yeah. is when most people do buy it is when they see their parents go through a long term care situation. Yeah, their par- and that when they see not it's both financial and emotional. You yeah. Know? And because in, in many cases, you know, we just moved my wife's grandmother into assisted living and. 
you know, it, it was a difficult transition until she got there and fell in love with the place. Right. But, yeah. You know, it, but it, it was a very emotional transition for the entire family. Absolutely. So, yes. So it, but if you have the financial side covered, it, it the emotions can get tamped down a bit, right? Because at least financially, you're going to be okay. Right. With, with that said, most people, if financially the best time to apply is really 55 to 60. Okay. Because, and I can pull up some figures here and without going yeah, into. We have, yeah, we may be. Do you want me to hold maybe, off on the, yeah, yeah, probably until after the break. We have a few minutes left here. Yeah. But yeah maybe we can get into some of the details. I find that. If I could explain yeah. the difference between a traditional and a hybrid policy, I think that might be a good segue into our next uh, sure. segment where I can go over the pricing and the differences. Is okay. that okay? Sounds good. Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, the traditional policy is a benefit. You're paying for a benefit, right? And right. in most cases, unless you put on a return a premium feature, which costs more extra money, if you if you don't use those policies, then the premium dollars are gone. Yep. What the industry did um, about 20 years ago is they started moving to a hybrid model, a hybrid life insurance, long-term care policy. Those come in two basic designs. One is really a focus on long-term care, where after two or three years, the benefit ends up dropping to really what you put in. So it becomes a return of premium feature. And then there are other policies that are predominantly life insurance that okay. just happen to have a long-term care rider on them. And in a case like that, you can use, you, you would only want to buy one of those if you, if your predominant need was for life insurance planning. Yeah. Uh, let's say they have a $500,000. Uh, yeah, let, let me, let's get into some of the specifics probably. Okay. Yeah. After the break, we're right up against it here. Okay. Yeah. My name is Justin McNamara. You are listening to McNamara on money alongside uh, Guy Ziriak of Northeast Brokerage. And we will be right back. This is Mike McNamara. If you're looking for a financial advisor, start by asking him or her three questions. Number one, are you a certified financial planner practitioner? Number two, are you legally held to a fiduciary standard of care for your clients? And number three, do you only give financial advice and not sell investment products? These are all simple yes-no questions. If he or she doesn't answer yes quickly and starts talking, that's a no, and it's time to move on to another advisor. And we're back. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara, alongside Guy Ziriak of Northeast Brokerage. Uh, and I should—I don't think I mentioned at the top of the show. You do practice in in both New Hampshire and Massachusetts, correct? I am actually licensed all over New England. Okay, I'm in California now, Florida. I all right. yeah, I can do business pretty much nationwide. Okay, terrific. Yeah, it's just. Do you want? And do you want to give out a website, a phone number, email for for anyone who might like to to check in with you? I figured you're being kind enough to come on and give us some content here. So if someone wants to reach you, how do they do that? Yeah, the the best way is to is to send me an email. G Ziriak. That's G Z like zebra. I R I A K at n hyphen b g a dot com. All right. 
All right. Thank you. All right. And again, we are talking, you are, and we're talking long-term care insurance today. You also do life insurance. What what other kind? You do disability or is it, are you a full service? Yeah. Life disability and long-term care. We also offer annuities, but I tend to shy away from that type of investment work. I'd rather focus my practice on insurance. Okay. Terrific. Okay. Because I'm I'm a nerd like that. You love digging into the numbers, guy? <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Well, not, not so much digging into the numbers, but making sure people are protected. Okay, stuff. that's good. That's not nerdy. I don't think that's nerdy. That's just, that's very kind of you. Okay, let me, so let's go through. I think, yeah, we, so we decided we probably would, uh, let's do an example maybe of a long-term care policy. So I'll give you a hypothetical client and you're going to price out a, a product for me and, and I can, we'll use that as a kind of way to explain the base product. Again, because I do want to talk about long-term care insurance, right? There's the like the classic original, just pure long-term mm-hmm. care. And then as you mentioned before the break, there's also a hybrid insurance with life insurance, which is now much, much more popular. We'll talk maybe about why, but let's start with the basics, right? How about we go with a married couple? Can we do a couple's quote? Yeah, actually. And this particular carrier allows for joint policies. Right. So yep. it's and now Uh, I'm not going to give the carrier's name out, but it is a a newer carrier. This is a carrier that has been around for 150 years, and they have entered the long-term care industry about a decade ago. Okay. I think I I just heard about this carrier at, at a recent event, right? Because they, yeah, they don't have any old mispriced policies and they were, that was really what gives them a, a, a double advantage. Now yeah. they have the ability to view all of the mistakes that yeah. were made by some of these other carriers yeah. and they don't have the dead weight of all these claims that are on the books right now. Yeah. So financially they, they tend to be a little bit better, uh, yeah. especially when working with married couples. So and I well, should, yeah, just before, because you brought that up, the folks who have older policies and, and if you, if anyone who has one and if you've been subject to the, the rate increases, A, apologies, but, but yeah, it's, I, I don't, yeah. maybe at the end of the show, we talk about what folks do with that, but I'm not sure we'll have time for that, but that's a, that's it's always something it's individualized right. and it's something that they should be really be talking to their financial advisors. Right. It's very, yes, it is very individualized, right? Because they always give you those, they say, oh, your policy is getting more expensive. If you'd like to pay the same, you can make this adjustment or that adjustment or this adjustment. And obviously we'll talk some of it. Those are just length of policy or daily benefit or inflation, right? So they, there's any number of things that you can change. And we'll actually probably talk about some of those right now. So yeah, and, and so we'll, I, a joint policy, again, I was deeper into long-term care maybe a decade ago, and I think joint policies were just coming into prominence for a couple. I, I assume that's usually the most cost-effective uh, option for folks? It is. It is. Yeah. This carrier also tends to specialize in that type okay. of so so you, and it, Yeah, the, the benefit is, is good for both spouses, right? So in the old days, you would have your own long-term care benefit, right? You and your spouse, if you have one, would each have their own benefit. You'd have you'd have your own the, daily yeah. benefit, your own number of years, et cetera. Yeah, Whereas your own now, policies, really. Own, yeah. What, yes, what exactly. this does, and what long-term care essentially does, it creates a pool of money. And what this particular policy that we're going to quote today ends up creating three pools of money. One for sp- the first spouse, one for the second spouse, okay. and one joint pool of money that can be used by either spouse. Oh. So in each pool, we're going to make them last for three years each, just to keep our math easy. But each so, so each pool, so each spouse could theoretically have as many as six years of coverage. 
one, there's nine total years of coverage. Each spouse is guaranteed three. Yep. And then they can split the other three. Okay. So if one spouse goes in for five years, yeah. the next spouse has their three years. Yeah. And then the one year that was left on the on, in the joint pool. I, which I think is I, I, it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure. I'm sure the the insurance companies are probably doing and pricing what works best for them. But the average couple. Right. If you look at average nursing home stays or average long term care needs. Again, I think we may have talked about it before the show. It's it's a barbell, right? A lot of folks, maybe into your point about your parents going through it, there are a lot of folks who have parents who didn't really go through it, right? They may yeah. have, but so they, they got cancer, they had a heart attack and it wasn't, and it was a relatively short process and there was no nursing home involved. And, but then there's lots of other folks that have, that have a different experience with when maybe both parents needed a long-term care, right? So there's the yeah. odds of I think two people needing extended long-term care aren't all that great. It certainly happens. Don't get me wrong. But But if you just look at statistics. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Usually what will end up happening is one spouse ends up being the caregiver for the other spouse. Yeah. And then when it gets to be too much, they usually will go require long-term care for a short period of time. Yeah. And then, but that's when, then when the spouse who is receiving care passes away. Yeah. And eventually the second spouse requires care. Yep. They're going to require care for a longer time because they don't have someone living with them to help. Right. Yeah. That, that's the theory behind the, the joint pool of money. And again, it's this, it's all individualized, but when you're planning in advance and you really don't have any, any knowledge, right? If you're buying this when you're 60, none of us know how, none of us know how it's going to turn out. So you just have to make your best guess based on the available data. And that's what we're doing here. Right, so we got, nine total years of coverage. Yep. All right. How old do you make these folks? 60 years old? Yeah. 60 is a good age. So that would be born in 63. 19, right. 63 yeah. is my math right there. Sounds right to me. Okay. And okay. And we're going to choose how much, how much coverage do we need? Let's see. All right. So we will typically, if I'm going to start with a smaller policy, $150 okay. a day. Let's not scare we, people off. And now policies can be both smaller than this and larger than this. Yep. Um, $150 a day is yeah, relative to a nursing home stay in where we're, both of our stations are broadcasting in Massachusetts. I think it's upwards of $400 a day now for a nursing home stay. Right? But again, as you mentioned, it's there's a continuum of care, right? There's there's care at home for a few hours a day. And then there, when it goes all the way up to nursing home care and 24-hour day care, $150 a day is not nothing, but it's- It ends uh, up being, yeah, it ends up being about $4,500 a month. And- yep. To, um, with it in, with inflation protection, and we uh, your average nursing home stay in state of Massachusetts is going to cost around twelve grand right now. So this will cover a third, a little yep. over a third, which yep. is a significant chunk. Yeah, or and or I don't again. I'm I'm going to guess here. My wife is a care is an elder care manager, so I should know this number better. To get a home care aide, maybe it costs you fifty bucks an hour, give or take. I would think so. That's three three hours a day of a home care aide to come in and do whatever whatever you might need to do. So that's again, it's a, a decent enough benefit. So it'll cover some light long term care needs, uh, and it will cover a portion of, uh, and, of some more expensive needs. Yeah. yeah and, and to your point, if you don't use the whole chunk of money uh, in that first year, it yep. gets tacked onto the back end of the policy. So you that's get right. Yeah. 
you are buying a pool of money. So it's not use it or lose it $150 a day, which everyone should know. If, if you go a day where you don't need any care, you don't, that money does not go away for you. So $150 a day, we'll do a three-year policy just to, again, keep things rather simple. We can okay. go anywhere from three, we can go three, two, three, four, five, six in a lifetime. We're going to use a 3% compound inflation. The options are 3 and 5%. You can um, still get a 5% compound? You can get a 5% compound, wow. but you're going to pay for it. <laughs> I was going to say... When I back when I was selling when I, when I in my few years of insurance I was it didn't seem I was like oh five percent compound that's fine but now I'm like after twenty years of being in the business I'm like wow that's a lot of compounding over yeah, those years right? and no wonder it was yeah no wonder it's been pulled back or made more expensive as a benefit Sorry. okay so we got one hundred and fifty dollars a day yep three years three percent compound years. inflation we're going to use a ninety day elimination period we can go as low as thirty and we. Elimination, just, yeah. So elimination period, just so everyone knows, well, I'll let you, you're the expert. Why don't you explain elimination? Uh, Elimination period is how many days you need to be on claim before your benefits kick in. Think of it like an auto insurance deductible. If you have, if you have a $500 deductible, you're in a car crash and the repair costs $2,000. First $500 is on you. The insurance company pays the remaining $1,500. In this case, the first 90 days would be on you. Um, right. Or yep. if you're if you're going into a facility, uh, Medicaid, and you're coming from a rehab facility, Medicare will pay for some of that. It's just, yeah, essentially, yeah, just like a deductible. And it's it's in there. It's, this is long-term care. And a lot of folks who, you know, who may go to a rehab will come out. And this, the product really isn't designed for that anyway. Right. So, right. yeah, you, I think 90 days is a fairly standard deductible. Yeah. But again, you can adjust that, right? Down, and, you yeah, you can adjust and, it. And I'm also going to add a day one home care rider, which if you want to stay at home, you yep. can get your first, your day one requirements are paid for. You're, pay, you're getting paid on the first day. Okay. So well, that's nice. uh, we're, we're not going to do any return of premium options just to keep this as a pure traditional long-term care policy. Okay. And also 99% of the people who buy long-term care don't want the return of premium. They'd much rather have every dollar go towards care. This is the most efficient type of policy. Yep. First, yeah. Which, so it, just, it would just make it more expensive, right? Because into all those, into the pricing goes all the people who don't need long-term care and it's, they essentially don't get any benefit from it. And so that mm-hmm. goes to reduce the prices of everyone else. But if you're going to throw on the return of premium, then, then it's more expensive. Exactly. Yep. So we have all our variables covered here. We're going to calculate our premium. All right. Just so we know. So $150 a day times 365 days times three years is uh, essentially it's a pot of money year one of 164250 right? So that's what defines yep. the pricing of it. It's the insurance companies looking and saying, all right, our pool of money, again, we'll just you the year one because it's an inflation adjusted mm-hmm. product, but we're starting out at our exposure is $164,250 as a Perfect. pot of money. That's for each one. And I think we had what a third pot that was an additional yep. 164, right? So, yeah. The, we have, yeah. 164,250 per spouse, 164,250 shared. So we so, get almost it, that's this policy. If we have those three shared years, five hundred thousand, almost five hundred thousand yep. dollars in in long term care benefits. Yep, and the that will grow to when these people are eighty five, 
which is you know, when more or less they would need care. Yep. Um, that would grow to just over a million dollars worth of total total pool. Okay. To pay to pull from. So for again to cover two spouses yeah. with this type of policy, you're looking at six hundred and twenty one dollars a month. Okay. Which is that's you know, for both spouses. Yeah, that will cover both people. Okay. Which it's not a small expense. No. But when you look at what it's protecting against the would it would you agree long term care healthcare is the biggest expense any of us will really ever face. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's certainly potentially, right? Not everyone will, will do it, but if you end up in a nursing home, yeah, it's pretty... I think our planning software has, it has like an kind of an average, which is, it's not, that's, again, most people aren't average, but they just, it's $60,000 per person. They just use that as a as an average long-term care cost. Yeah. So wait, wait, I'm sorry, did you say it was 621 a month? Is that what you said? Yeah, 621 a month. And that- okay, so that's $7,500 a year, just about you know, seventy four fifty two per year, which is a that's a big expense. Maybe we maybe now is when we take the time to just briefly say, I'll, I'll give you a, a bit of my experience as a planner. Mm-hmm. I fairly regularly will go through this and make an estimate, right? So in, in like my first planning session, oh, it's, I, I guess well, the first one where we may talk specifically about long-term care, usually pre-retiree, right? Kids are out of college. Let's see if I'm ready for retirement. I will very often put in a long-term care cost of that around that number, whether it's $5,000 for a very low-end plan or $10,000 or, or more for a higher for higher end. I will tell you that even when that doesn't affect your long-term odds, if you've done a great job saving and you can add in another $7,500 per year expense for the rest of your lives, a lot of people will still pass on that, right? They say that's a big bill. Sure, they do. It's And it's a big bill that protects against a bigger bill is really the... Right. Uh, and financially, it's not appropriate for everybody. If that $7,000 per year is the difference between someone succeeding in their retirement or that, you know, that retirement trend line crashing down at, you know, in their eighties, then no, they, they need to look at a different strategy to plan for, for needing their long-term care. But if this is something that, you know, the software for your planning software says they can afford, yeah. you know, it's going to keep the, it, it'll protect them. And there's different ways to make this policy less expensive, more friendly, more friendly to your, to your heirs. Cause if one of the big concerns with a policy like this is that if I don't use it, premiums go away. So that's why they allow for return of premium. They also, there are, that's why a lot of the hybrids came along both the life and, and long-term care insurance combination products. Yeah. It was my, yeah, that was my anecdotal, that was my anecdotal way of getting into, there's a, I think there's a reason why the hybrid product has really taken over as the dominant product is because you take people's kind of reticence to deal with their own inability to take care of themselves. And then you say, oh yeah, hey, we're going to talk about it now. And your solution is $7,500 a year. And even if you can afford it, people just, they tend not to, it's just, it's a hard, it's just like a hard product to, to get people to purchase, even though if you looked at the numbers and you say, this is a, this is probably a pretty good idea, right? It's not going to, it's not going to affect you 
financially if you're able to afford it. And it will give you some protection against the, the outliers of, oh, I need care for a long time and it's going to be expensive. And it's, but it's still, it hasn't been super popular, which I think is, we'll probably, how much we got some, yeah, we should yeah, transition it, to the hybrid piece of it soon. We got nine, oh, under 10 minutes left. So. Under 10 minutes left. Okay. So, so let's, yeah, maybe let's contrast that. Can we contrast that with a hybrid policy? And the big picture will be, it's, it'll be a, a worse long-term care, a worse yeah. long-term care policy, but, but maybe yeah, more it'll palatable be, for you, right? Yeah, it could be like for, I'll give you an example of, cause the way these long-term care insurance policies, or the way I set them up, yeah. I don't have, I actually, I do have a, these are individual policies. Mm-hmm. So they're, the it's definitely going to be the most efficient way to plan for long-term care is right. using that the the one we just absolutely the traditional policy so yeah. any yeah and now I, I have some hybrid policies that are really their focus is to is long-term care yeah, yeah. let's vote yeah let's I, I know that there's yeah anytime you say in hybrid you could wait it one way or the other but i think because of long-term care sure let's focus, focus on the ones on that are more designed care. for long-term care insurance as opposed to more tilted toward life insurance sure I'm going to use an, an, someone who is age 50 years old. Okay. They are, and this is for a, a, an individual. Single person. Okay. Single person. That married, but single person policy. Okay. Because they do give, they do give discounts for married people with this particular carrier. That's right. So, because they, and because what the other we, spouse will take care of one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now one of the benefits of a, one of these life policies and how they require you to pay for them is that. They, they either there's a lump sum or you can pay over 10 years. So it's a definitely a it can be a, if you're paying it out of cash flow, yep. it can be a larger expense. But what most people will do is they will use the, they will use this as a particular type of product as a single premium. And let's say that one of your clients, 50 years old. They're, they're doing well. They have $700,000 saved for their retirement. Yep. Some of it's not in a uh, qualified plan or an IRA 401k plan. Right. So, and at that point, you know, let's say, all right, let's look at this $100,000 here. hundred uh, hundred of this $700,000. Yeah. If, if we were to reposition this into an, into a program that will protect you from law, from, long-term care expenses. And in the event you pass away, this money is all going to go directly to your beneficiaries. Yeah. What that does, and this is under, works under the assumption that this particular client isn't going to spend all their money in their lifetime. Because if they're 50 years old and they have 700 grand saved and they're big savers, that's probably the situation they're going to be in. Yep. So this is money that they're not going to, that they don't need in their retirement. And what that would do is they would reposition that four hundred or that one hundred thousand into this particular long-term care life insurance hybrid. On uh, year one, that hundred thousand again, you're not going to blow anyone away with a death benefit. It's about a hundred and about one hundred and ten thousand. And this particular client is a female. Okay, um, females are more expensive to insure for long-term care, less expensive to insure for life insurance, but mm-hmm. more expensive for long-term care. That this would provide a forty five hundred fifty dollar a month benefit, the equivalent of one hundred and fifty dollars a day. 
and that's on day one. Yep. The but uh, at age eighty five, that's going to grow to almost thirteen thousand dollars worth of long term care coverage. Thirteen thousand dollars per per month per month long term care. So we grow from forty five to twelve thousand eight hundred over okay. that twenty five over that uh, thirty five year period. And for how many years? Is that one year? Uh, no, th- this is a three year policy. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, this you priced it as a basically the very similar to the scenario that we ran in our last time, like a th- basically three years at 150 a day with yep. an inflation rider. Correct. Okay. And okay. yeah, and one of the things that if you look at the long term care reimbursement, there's something in, a, in every insurance policy. And this is where the nerds coming out called an internal rate of return. Yep. And that what that essentially is, if you require this policy for long term care. Yeah. What would the what would my long term rate of return on that on my premium payment be? So what's the long term rate of return on that hundred thousand dollars? And if you again, if you end up needing care at age eighty five, that number is a annual guaranteed rate of return of seven point one percent. Okay. So that so it, it becomes a way of just identifying this pile of money is for my healthcare in my, in my retirement. And because when it, when people begin to think of it like that, it's not a, a monthly expense anymore. And, yeah. And now yeah. it's just, all right, this is money I wasn't touching anyways. Then the additional thing that everybody likes about this policy is you don't have to worry about the rates going up 30 years from now because a, your policy is issue, paid yeah. up. Yeah, it's paid up. Everything is done. So there's no more premiums. You can do that whether you pay over one year or 10 years or anything in between. Your policy is is guaranteed on day one as long as you pay up the premiums and don't pull anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and just to be clear, we only have a of course, we always run out of time, guy, on 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 McNamara on money. We have a few minutes left, but you can also structure these, right? So that that policy was very clearly because the death benefit was it's almost was like a return of premium product, basically, yeah. with just like kind of a 10 pay. You can also buy the hybrids that that have a, a larger a larger life insurance benefit, right? And so it's again, it's it's situational for everybody, right? And you can there there are folks who you know maybe maybe you have two spouses both who have substantial uh, social security benefits, right? If if each spouse has thirty or forty thousand dollars in a social security benefit, the early death of one of those spouses can make a pretty big impact on your your long term uh, retirement ability to pay your bills because you all, one of those social security benefits is. Going going to leave. It'll be the lower of the two. Uh, but there is an insurable need in retirement from a life insurance point of view. And so the, you can structure this to your own liking. Oh, I want to be more on the, the uh, long-term care side, or I want more of a, I want to cover both because I have this other insurable need as right. well. It's not just potential long-term care. It's long-term care in life because of my particular situation. Yeah. It's the way I look at those type of policies is if you have that life insurance need and you need to put one nickel into two buckets, Right. You only have so much, so many premium dollars per month. You take, you have the life insurance, but your primary need is life insurance in this particular client's case. Yeah. And you throw a long-term care rider on it. There's additional underwriting. It's more, a little more expensive. But what happens is now that death benefit, depending on the rider and the carrier, you can either take 2% or 4% per month. And it covers you for, it covers you for, I believe, two years. Depend again, that depends yeah. on the kid. But 
There's no inflation protection on those types of pumps. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we'll. we'll you know what? We'll we'll let the uh, the consumers here take up the details with you directly here because we are just about out of time. Thank right. you for listening today, everybody. Uh, my name is Justin McNamara. You've been listening to McNamara on Money with Guy Ziriak of Northeast Brokerage. The website is nb-bga.com if you want to contact him. Thank you so much, Guy. Hope we get to do it again sometime soon. All right. Good luck to you, man. All right. Bye-bye. You can find McNamara on Money on all the major podcasting platforms. New episodes drop every Monday. Tune in weekly for everything you need to know about making smart financial decisions. Subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode.